You're listening to the Get Your Gut Together with Dr. Ariola podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Carolina Ariola. I'm a licensed naturopathic doctor with a telemedicine practice who specializes in all things gut health. I created this podcast to provide listeners like you with the information needed to understand how the gut works, how it affects nearly every aspect of your health, and of course, to give you the basics on how you can start improving your gut health today. I'm committed to empowering my listeners and providing you all with the information and the tools you may need to advocate for yourselves, get your gut together, and achieve optimal health. Now let's get the show started. The information provided on this show is not medical advice and is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant to diagnose or treat any disease or condition. Please consult your healthcare provider before incorporating any of the information provided into your personal care. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Get Your Gut Together with Dr. Ariola podcast. Today, I want to talk about a hot topic that I'm constantly getting asked about by my patients and by those who follow me on social media. And that is leaky gut. In today's show, we're going to talk about what leaky gut is, the symptoms that can be related to it, how leaky gut is caused in the first place, if you can test for it, and what you can do about it. So let's start from the top. What is leaky gut? Leaky gut, more formally known as intestinal permeability, is a condition in which the lining of the intestine becomes damaged, allowing undigested food particles, bacteria, and toxins to leak out of the digestive tract and into the bloodstream. This can initiate an immune response in your body, which can leave you feeling just lousy. In reality, this can actually lead to a wide range of symptoms, which we'll touch on a bit later. But how exactly does that happen? Well, the easiest way to explain this would be to share a bit of the anatomy of the digestive tract. So starting at the top of the digestive tract, we have the mouth, and then that's followed by the esophagus, which is the tube in your throat that connects your mouth to your stomach. After the stomach, we have the intestines. First, we have the small intestine, which is then followed by the large intestine, also known as the colon. And lastly, you have the rectum and the anus. And this is where your waste leaves your body. Now, it's important to distinguish that when we are talking about leaky gut, we are not talking about the entire digestive tract. In fact, we are mostly going to be referring to the small intestine and a little bit of the large intestine, but that's it. So let's focus in more on that. Now, the small intestine is actually quite large, despite its name. If we were to take it out of the body and stretch it out, it would be about 20 feet long. But you would never know that because of how bunched up it is inside of your abdomen. The main function of the small intestine is to absorb nutrients from the food that we eat and to break those nutrients down even further to help with absorption. Now, there are three portions of the small intestine, and each one have different functions. The first portion of the small intestine is called the duodenum, and this is where majority of nutrient absorption occurs. The duodenum receives a mixture of partially digested food from the stomach and secretions from the pancreas and the liver. And this lovely mixture of juices and food is called chyme. The secretions from the pancreas and the liver help to neutralize the acidity of the chyme and help to break it down even further so, again, it's easier to absorb those nutrients. Now, anatomically, this beginning portion of the small intestine, which is the duodenum, also contains small finger-like projections on the wall of the intestine called villi and microvilli. 
And these projections increase the surface area of the small intestine, so it's able to absorb as much nutrition as possible from that ball of chyme. These villi and microvilli are protected by a barrier of cells known as the epithelial barrier. And when these cells get damaged, that protection then gets compromised. Next in line is the jejunum. The jejunum is that middle section of the small intestine, and its walls are lined with a rich network of blood vessels, which transports those nutrients that it absorbed in the first half to the liver and other parts of the body. Now, I hope I haven't lost you yet. I know these details may seem unimportant and like they have nothing to do with leaky gut, but I promise you they do, because this is where the damage happens. But we'll come right back to that in a minute. Lastly, the final portion of the small intestine is called the ileum. The ileum is responsible for the absorption of vitamins and minerals, particularly B12. This portion is also the connector between the small intestine and the large intestine. The entirety of the small and large intestine is also the home to a complex community of microorganisms, including bacteria, viruses, fungi, and protozoa. Collectively, this is known as the gut microbiome. So this little ecosystem that lives in our intestines plays a really vital role in maintaining the health of the gut and the immune system. The bacteria in our gut microbiome are responsible for fermenting undigested carbohydrates and producing short-chain fatty acids that provide energy for the cells that line the digestive tract. Additionally, the microorganisms in the gut protect us from harmful pathogens by competing with them for nutrients and space and by producing antimicrobial compounds that inhibit the growth of harmful bacteria. Now that we know a little bit more about the small intestine, how does this come into play with leaky gut? Well, when we're talking about leaky gut, we're actually talking about the damage that occurs in that epithelial barrier that I had mentioned earlier. You see, a healthy gut lining is tightly bound and only allows vital nutrients to pass through. You can think of this epithelial lining as being a strong security system for your bloodstream, preventing dangerous bacteria, viruses, and parasites from gaining access. But when you have a leaky gut, security is poor, and things like food particles, bacteria, or other toxins are able to sneak past the intestinal lining into the bloodstream. Once this happens and those particles have reached different parts of the body via the bloodstream, an immune response is initiated. This immune response then leads to inflammation both inside and outside of the digestive tract, which leads to a ton of possible symptoms, which we'll go over now. So what are the symptoms of leaky gut? Symptoms of leaky gut, like I mentioned earlier, are super varied. They, of course, can consist of more obvious symptoms like abdominal pain, bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, but it can also cause symptoms that are less obvious, such as skin issues, joint pain, migraines, and so on. This is due to that phenomenon that microbes or food particles have left the digestive tract enter the bloodstream, and reach different structures and organs throughout the body. Other signs of leaky gut include sudden onset of food sensitivities or allergies, and even autoimmune conditions. 
So for example, if you have never had a problem with certain foods like honeydew and avocado or toast, and now you can't eat any of those foods without feeling terrible, that could be a sign of intestinal permeability or leaky gut. Also, if you were to do a food sensitivity test like an IgG test and your results show that you were sensitive to several different foods, this is also a good sign of leaky gut. And like I had just mentioned, certain autoimmune conditions like hypothyroidism, psoriasis, and lupus can be exacerbated by leaky gut. There are some theories out there that state many of these autoimmune conditions can be turned on due to leaky gut, but that hasn't quite been proven. So now that we know what leaky gut is and its associated signs and symptoms, let's talk about how this all happens in the first place. What causes leaky gut? Well, unfortunately, there are several different causes. Some of the most common, including a nutrient-poor diet that's high in processed foods. This is because processed foods are often high in sugar and artificial ingredients, which can disrupt that gut microbiome that I had mentioned earlier. This leads to inflammation and damage to the epithelial barrier. And you see, in order for the beneficial bacteria in your gut to thrive, they need food. And the food of their choice is fiber. Fiber that is found in whole foods like vegetables, beans, and whole grains. Not to mention, processed sugar feeds a lot of the bad microbes that we don't want in the gut and simultaneously reduces the strength of your immune system. The number two cause is hidden food sensitivities. So when someone is intolerant or sensitive to a food and they're not aware of it, so they continue to eat it regularly, then this can cause a chronic low-grade inflammation in the gut, which is going to, again, damage that epithelial barrier. Number three is medications. Certain medications such as antibiotics and non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs also known as NSAIDs, can contribute to leaky gut. NSAIDs are commonly recommended and used to control pain. And if you're not quite sure what I'm referring to when I say NSAIDs, some of the common ones include aspirin, ibuprofen, also known as Advil and Motrin, and naproxen, also known as Aleve. These medications can strongly irritate the lining of the gut, once again leading to inflammation and damage to that epithelial barrier. Then we have antibiotics. Antibiotics are given out like candy nowadays, and it is so frustrating for us providers who know the damage that this can cause. Now, don't get me wrong. There are certainly particular situations where antibiotics are extremely necessary, and I am not at all saying that you should never take them. My concern is that antibiotics are grossly overprescribed and often recommended as a first line of treatment when in many cases, they are not necessary. I have experienced this myself, and I've seen it over and over again with my patients and health consulting clients. You see, antibiotics don't just kill the bad bacteria, but many forms also kill a lot of the good bacteria that you need in order to have a healthy gut. This leaves you somewhat defenseless against potential pathogens, allowing them to overgrow and create a host of issues throughout the body. Now, the fourth cause for leaky gut is dysbiosis. Dysbiosis is referring to an imbalance of the good and the bad microbes that live in your digestive tract. Remember when I discussed the gut microbiome earlier? 
That is what I'm referring to. See, when you don't have enough of the good guys, then the bad guys can thrive. This can cause chronic infections of the gut, which inevitably will evoke that immune response, promote inflammation, and cause damage. Number five on my list of what can cause leaky gut is chronic stress. Now, we all know that too much stress is bad for our health, but how exactly? Well, chronic stress can cause inflammation in the body, but it can also change your behavior and your lifestyle habits. Someone who deals with chronic stress is more likely to make less nutritious food choices, drink sugary and caffeinated drinks instead of water, and they experience more negative self-talk. The combination of all this will most likely negatively impact the health of their gut over time. And last but not least on my list are certain health conditions such as inflammatory bowel disease and celiac disease, which damage the gut lining causing leaky gut. This is difficult to avoid entirely since it is autoimmune, but certain steps can be taken to help reduce the amount of damage being caused. Now that we have discussed the different causes of leaky gut, I bet many of you are wondering if you have leaky gut or if there's a way to test for this sort of thing. Well, unfortunately, many conventional medical doctors do not acknowledge leaky gut as a real condition, and as a result, it's often not properly diagnosed or treated. So if you try to go to your gastroenterologist or primary care provider and say you are suspecting that you have leaky gut, you may be met with some eye rolls and dismissive comments. This is where a licensed naturopathic doctor or even a functional medicine doctor can be extremely helpful to work with. Naturopathic doctors are very familiar with the signs and symptoms of leaky gut and can help to properly diagnose you. We are also professionally trained in using natural and holistic approaches to healing the gut so we don't cause any more unnecessary damage using certain medications. Now, in terms of testing, there are some tests that can be done, but I wouldn't say it's absolutely crucial for diagnosis. An experienced naturopathic doctor can clearly identify cases of leaky gut by doing a thorough intake of your symptoms and medical history. But if you do want to get tested, your doctor could order a zonulin test, either on its own or as an addition to a stool analysis. Abnormally high levels of zonulin can indicate that the openings between your gut lining and your bloodstream are too large, making your gut leaky. Another option is to order a lactulose mannitol test. A lactulose mannitol test checks for the amount of lactulose and or mannitol molecules in the urine after ingesting a special solution. Again, I want to clarify that these tests are not always necessary, but they can be helpful. So now I'm sure you are wondering how leaky gut is treated. Well, this is heavily dependent on the cause of leaky gut since it can vary greatly from one person to the next. Because of that, I always recommend working with a licensed naturopathic doctor to help guide you through this process, as it can be fairly complex and confusing if you're not quite sure what you're doing. But I'll be sure to still give you a general outline of how to approach leaky gut. Please remember that this, nor any information provided on this show, is intended to be medical advice. This is purely educational, and I, again, always recommend working with a licensed provider to help treat your individual needs. 
Okay, so with that said, as a general approach, the best way to tackle a leaky gut is following the four R's protocol. Remove, replace, re-inoculate, and repair. We need to remove the triggers and possible pathogens. So for example, if you have food sensitivities or are taking 800 milligrams of ibuprofen a day, we need to address that first. We'll have to remove certain foods or medications that could be contributing to the problem. In many cases, people are struggling with other digestive problems, such as low stomach acid or poor production of enzymes. So we work on increasing both of these so that person can properly break down their food and absorb those nutrients. Also, if that person is nutrient deficient, we need to make sure that we supplement them on that end as well by providing a good multivitamin and whatever else they may need. The next R is re-inoculate. We need to re-inoculate the digestive system, meaning we need to replant or reseed the good bacteria that protect you and help your gut thrive. And last but not least, we need to repair the gut. This can be done several different ways, using dietary recommendations, lifestyle recommendations, and supplements. So for example, focusing on a whole foods diet that is filled with nutrient-dense food, implementing stress-reducing techniques and regular movement that will help to regulate your nervous system. And of course, using key nutrients like L-glutamine, zinc harnessing, curcumin, and aloe vera to help heal the lining of the gut and restore the integrity of that epithelial barrier. Again, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to work with a qualified healthcare provider to determine the appropriate treatment plan for you. Last but not least, I want to make sure that we go over just a few red flag symptoms to look out for that may require immediate medical attention. So if you experience severe abdominal pain, fever, blood in the stool, and persistent diarrhea or constipation, then you should seek medical attention right away. As a summary, in today's episode, we talked about everything there is to know about leaky gut. We talked about what leaky gut is. We went over some key anatomy to help you understand where exactly this happens in the body and the signs and symptoms related to leaky gut, how it's caused in the first place, how to test for it, and how to approach treatment. I hope that you found this episode helpful. And if you have any questions or comments for me, I would love to hear from you. And that brings us to the end of our show today. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you'll join me for the next one. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Get Your Gut Together with Dr. Ariola podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review wherever you listen. If you or someone you know is interested in working with me one-on-one to get to the bottom of your gut health issues once and for all, Find the link in my show notes to book a free 15-minute discovery call to see if we would be a good fit. And to catch all the latest from me, you can find me on TikTok at dr.ariola and on Instagram at ariola underscore naturopathic. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.